me, the punchline of the entire Dharma is, is really that everything you know and need to know is already in you. And it's just this practice of uh, forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering. And this morning, uh, we are giving you instructions on how to be aware of your experience, how to come back to the present moment, how to um, know what's happening in your mind, what's present in your heart, and what sensations are in your body. And a lot of times, what arises is not always very pleasant, right? It can be uncomfortable, uh, painful even. And so... uh, this practice that we offer in the afternoon, the guided heart practice, is the complement to that. Um, a practice that will allow you to be with whatever arises in your life, in your heart. My teacher Eric Kolvig often says that this practice is really about cultivating a heart that's ready for anything. It's not just a stress reduction technique. It's, um, it's something that will help you move through uh, the discomfort to be able to hold it with um, a level of equanimity, a a level of friendliness, a level level of compassion. So I just want to share with you what the the Buddha said about loving-kindness or metta. And um, it's translated by my teacher, Katriona Reed. If you want to live in truth and integrity, if you hunger for joy and freedom, then live simply. Be impeccable in everything you do, in every word, thought, and deed. Be receptive, gentle, and unassuming. Avoid irrelevant obligations and extraneous distractions. Learn to be content with less, modest in what you consume. Simplify your tastes, tread lightly. Be gracious and appropriate, self-sufficient. Find ways to create balance in your relationships, especially with those people you love the most. Respect the needs of others. Avoid antagonizing them unnecessarily. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May their hearts be full. All living beings, strong ones and weak, large or small, seen or unseen, those nearby or far away, those already born and those yet to be born, beings you can only imagine as well as those that are beyond imagination, wherever they are, whatever they are, May they all, may all beings be joyous and happy. Let no one deceive another. Let no one despise another. Let no one, out of resentment or anger, wish harm to another. Just as a mother would give her life to protect an only child, so cultivate the same boundless open heart towards all of life. Let your thoughts of unconditional love and kind-heartedness permeate the cosmos, extending in all directions without obstruction free from preconceptions or fear. Whatever you happen to be doing, whether you are seated, standing, walking, or lying down, so long as you draw breath, find ways to cultivate this quality of loving kindness, this tender quality of mind, which of all qualities is said to most accurately reflect the truth of who you are. Let go of any idea that you are separate from the web of living beings. Let your life be informed by the understanding that all things are interconnected. Find ways to relinquish what you've used as substitutes for love and accept in their place the gift and infinite pleasure of boundless love. Wake up to all that surrounds you. Wake up to your life and be free.
So that's what the Buddha said. And this is a more modern sort of version that I think also applies by Courtney Walsh. Dear human, you've got it all wrong. You didn't come here to master unconditional love. That is where you came from and where you'll return. You came here to learn personal love, universal love, messy love, sweaty love, crazy love, broken love, whole love, infused with divinity, lived through the grace of stumbling, demonstrated through the beauty of messing up, often. You didn't come here to be perfect. You already are. You came here to be gorgeously human, flawed and fabulous, and then to rise again into remembering. But unconditional love? Stop telling that story. Love, in truth, doesn't need any other adjectives. It doesn't require modifiers. It doesn't require the condition of perfection. That you stay present and feel fully and do your best. It only asks that you show up. That you shine and fly and laugh and cry and hurt and heal and fall and get up and play and work and live and die as you. It's enough. It's plenty. So I just want to take a little poll, and I'm going to ask everyone to just close your eyes. And I just want to um, see, just by a raise of hands, like how many of you are feeling your heart open at this moment? And how many of you are not feeling your heart very open in this moment? Okay, thank you. So this practice of loving kindness is generating this sense of love, this sense of emanating um, love from your heart, an energetic. And uh, it wasn't until probably about mm, a little over a year ago that the embodiment of what loving kindness is to me came into my life. And it was in the form of this little dog. It was my little dog, Casey. And Casey was a little 12-pound Norwich Terrier who um, had to find another home because uh, her first home, her um, mom had a baby, and Casey didn't get along with the baby. And if you know um, dogs or pets, you know, if you have somebody come in between you and your person, it's not a very happy scene. So Casey had to be rehomed. So Casey lived with my parents for... Uh, about a year, and then uh, lived with us for um, four months while my mom was uh, dying of cancer. And every time I looked at this little dog, my heart just like broke open. You know, like whenever you see something so adorable and cute, you just can't like, oh my God, you know, it's just like, I can't stand you. You know, it's just out of control, right? And so that's the kind of like feeling that we're trying to generate, you know, as we practice loving kindness. Um, because we're extending loving kindness not only uh, to ourselves, but to all beings, no matter what they are, as the Metta Sutta said. And, um, and so I lost Casey uh, a few months ago. Um, she died on the operating table. Um, she couldn't recover from the anesthesia uh, that she had surgery, when she had surgery. And so... Um, so whenever I feel this sense of needing to um, feel connected, feel a sense of uh, 
joy or love or compassion, I think of her, and that's why she always sits next to me whenever I teach. And so some of you know that um, I teach mindfulness to teenagers, and um, oftentimes they're a little hard nut to crack. (laughs) And we have the uh, Metta Bowl um, at our retreats as well, and um, it's really sweet to see this bowl, like, overflowing, you know, by the end of the retreat. And it's really amazing. A lot of times, you know, when they're practicing, it's really hard to see them um, really getting the practice because they tend to be sleepy or they're fidgeting all the time. And um, So all I do is just intend to plant seeds into them. And so at the end of the retreat, I actually go through the, uh, the notes and, and, um, and see what they wrote. So I have just a few of them here um, from teens. To mom. for doing everything you do for me and for being a strong, beautiful role model for me, for not having much, but being able to provide me with everything I've ever needed. To Dad, thank you for teaching my mom that she doesn't need a man. (laughs) (laughs) And she can be an independent woman without you. The interesting thing is the handwriting is very similar on both these. (laughs) And for a a teen who I am guessing was reluctant on coming on the retreat, mom and dad, thank you for giving me this opportunity to meet such beautiful people. I realize there's so much happiness and kindness in the world. So they do get it, and we can get it as well. So when I was on this month-long retreat um, at Spirit Rock a little over a year ago, I decided to make half my retreat a loving-kindness retreat. And I remember when I first um, learned uh, loving-kindness meditation, I just thought it was so boring. You know, it was like, oh, my God, really? The phrases, you know, didn't um, resonate with me. I just thought it was, like, very um, methodical and rote. Didn't really get it. And so I thought I'd really, you know, take it to the mat and, and, and commit my uh, month-long retreat to having half of it be infused with metta. And what I found as I infused it, like I demonstrated this morning, um, in my walking meditation and constantly having my hand over my heart throughout the retreat, it was like, wow, you know, it actually works. You know, it actually softens, it actually connects it actually um, can break down that armor that we've created just to survive in this world. So just for you to know, research has shown um, through uh, this organization called the HeartMath Institute that the heart, the power of the heart, is 5,000 times greater than the mind. Just totally super powerful, right? And so like, imagine like, if we actually beamed, you know, love, kindness, compassion through our hearts all the time. And it's really difficult, as many of us know, that um, keeping our hearts open in a very uh, unsafe, violent, chaotic, dangerous world is not always the best thing to do. So as my beloved teacher Joe Weston in his Respectful Confrontation work says, you know, rather than it being an on and off switch, let's upgrade to a dimmer switch. 
you know, so it's like um, your heart is not completely open, nor is it completely closed. But it's like, oh, you know, here I am uh, with this particular person, it's going to be open 30%. You know, with this person that I love very much, it's going to be open 80%. With this really challenging, difficult person, it's going to be open (laughs) 0.001%. But having the intention that your heart will remain open no matter what, even if it's 0.001%, really matters. So... um, Many of you who uh, live in D.C. know that, like, when you walk down the street, does anybody ever look at you, or do you ever look at anyone else? You know, you're kind of just like, mm, just doing your business and just passing each other constantly. All these beings, right, that we encounter throughout our days. So I started doing this experiment several years ago where I decided that I would send stealth metta, stealth loving kindness blessings to people as they pass me on the street. And as months passed, years passed, I noticed like people would start smiling back at me. And then um, noticing that uh, even when I wasn't necessarily sending, you know, deliberate conscious metta to them, they were smiling at me. So I asked my partner, I said, you know, sweetie, do, do people smile at you when you pass them on the street? And she's like, no. And um, I said, well, I'm noticing that they're smiling at me. And she said, um, well, it's because you have a yes face. <laughs> like you welcome it. Like you, you, you want to connect. You want to engage. And she continued, I have a no face. Like I don't want anyone to interact with me. I just want to like get to work. And da, da, da. So do you want to be a yes face or do you want to be a no face? Right? The choice is yours. So loving kindness, how to meet our experiences with an what they call sometimes an unconditional friendliness. So let's practice. So go ahead and, and with this practice, actually, uh, we don't ask you to be upright. Da, da, da. We ask you to actually be relaxed. Um, you can even, I'll give you permission in this session if you want, you can lie down. But just a position that like allows your heart to be as open physically as possible. And just notice if there's any discomfort with that invitation, that's totally okay. And everything here is a suggestion or invitation, and you can choose to to go with it or not. If you do choose to lie down, um, a good thing to do is to keep your hands up. So so if, say, I'm lying down, put your hands up like this, and it helps you to um, stay awake. Because if your hand falls, then you're like, oh, I'm falling asleep. So just to keep you honest, all right? Okay, and if it's comfortable for you, you can allow your eyes to close. And if it's not, you can keep them with a soft gaze onto the floor or up at the ceiling if you're lying down. And just allow yourself to take three deep breaths. If you're on the floor, allowing your body to sink right into the ground. If you're sitting, just allowing the breath to go all the way down into your belly. Just arriving fully here this afternoon for this session. And if it's helpful to you, you can even place your hand on your heart. Just making a physical connection. Even just a, I'm here, right here.
And today we're going to practice with giving loving kindness to ourselves, to a benefactor, a loved one, a neutral person, and a challenging person. So just to give you a little bit of the landscape of where we're going to go with this. So we're going to begin with ourselves. So just taking in these phrases as I recite them and just noticing how they land within you. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be free from suffering. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be healthy and strong. May I be awake and free. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be free from suffering. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be awake and free. And if for any reason you are having difficulty offering loving kindness to yourself, you can even maybe imagine offering loving kindness to a younger version of yourself. If that may be easier. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be free from suffering. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be healthy and strong. May I be awake and free. Just noticing how those wishes land for you, for yourself. And if they feel difficult to take in, that's totally okay too. 
may it be an intention to, at some point in the future, be able to take them in. So we'll now move on to a benefactor, a respected, beloved person. It could be a spiritual teacher. It could be a parent. It could be a colleague, someone that you deeply admire, who has benefited you in some way in your life. Let's wish them well. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. Really imagining this person in your mind's eye and thinking of all the ways they have been generous to you, gracious to you believed in you. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. Now we'll be moving to a neutral person. That's somebody that you know but have no special feelings towards. Could be someone like the checkout person at the grocery store person who delivers your mail, your bus driver. Even your police officer in your neighborhood. 
because they deserve also to be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. Just imagining this neutral person who could be someone's child, someone's partner, someone's parent. All the ways they may serve in the world that you have no idea. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be awake and free. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be free from suffering. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. All right, so we're going to now move to advanced loving kindness as we offer metta to someone that is challenging for you and pick someone where it's not a traumatic challenge but something you know person might be annoying or irritating someone you're having a difficulty with right now to see how it is to wish them well. May you be happy.
may you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. noticing how it lands to offer these well wishes to this challenging person. Maybe knowing or not knowing what is going on in their life. It makes it difficult for them to connect with you or for you to connect with them. And still, can we expand our hearts to include them? May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May you be awake and free. So I'll give you the next five minutes to continue offering these phrases or phrases that you would like to create for yourself. send loving kindness to whomever you wish be it to yourself a loved one a benefactor a challenging person a neutral person
So for our final offering of loving-kindness, send loving-kindness to all beings everywhere, in all directions. May all beings be happy and peaceful and free from suffering. May all beings be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May all beings be healthy and strong. May all beings be awake and free. So you may practice uh, loving-kindness metta not just at this hour, but throughout the retreat. Um, And there are actually benefits to practicing metta. And these are what the benefits are. One sleeps easily, wakes easily, and dreams no evil dreams. One is dear to human beings and dear to non-human beings. The devas protect them. Neither fire, poison, nor weapons can touch one. One's mind gains concentration quickly. One's complexion is bright. And one dies unconfused. And if penetrating no higher, is headed for the Brahma worlds. So I think that's a pretty good guarantee. Thank you for your practice this afternoon. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.